Hey everyone, this is Katie with Empowering Astrology and this is a, another live look at the astrology of November, what was it, 14th through 20, uh, 2020. Uh, sorry, we're getting a little, a little bit of a late start today. Just needed to get all my ducks in a row because this is a big week astrologically. Uh, this week, we not only have a solar eclipse, in Sagittarius, um, we also have Saturn changing signs. It's leaving Capricorn after three years. It's going to Aquarius on December 17th, Thursday, December 17th. And it's also joined by Jupiter. Two days later, Jupiter is going into Aquarius on December 19th. So we've got three major astrological events in one week. So what does this mean? It means that the sort of the clock hand is changing. I mean, that's the thing about astrology. It teaches us about time. It teaches us about how we live time. It teaches us about symbolic and metaphoric time. So the, the planets are just hands on the clock. The zodiac signs are just hours. So when you have two major planets, and uh, Jupiter and Saturn are major because they talk about a longer stretch of time, Saturn sort of has these three-year mini chapters that are kind of consist of a 29-year chapter, almost three decades. Jupiter, 12 decade cycles. We have these every year Jupiter goes to a new sign. So these two planets, they govern our reality in a way. They talk about the structure and the order and the laws and the meaning and how the sort of the bigger picture flows. So this week when you have two, those two planets change signs, it's a new hour. It's a new hour for everybody. It's a new hour somewhere in our life, depending on where uh, Aquarius is. And it's sort of the also the end of a chapter, depending on where Capricorn is. And you know that I talk a lot about Saturn. I talk a lot about, I've been, have been talking a lot about Capricorn. I talk a lot about Saturn because Saturn is that planet that we're sort of under its rules. We grow up, we grow older, we age, there's time, there's boundaries, there's limitations. So Saturn sort of speaks to life on a very uh, practical nuts and bolts level. So, so whatever Saturn is doing or whatever Saturn is doing, it sort of is talking about the structure, the structure of time, the structure of what we're focused on, what we keep returning back to week or day or month um, or year, depending on where Saturn is. And Saturn, you know, to kind of go back to where Saturn was when you were born, because Saturn was in a particular sign and place when you were born, Saturn talks about what's the, the clause in your contract for this life? What did you, what did you sign up for? What did you sign up to learn? So here we are this week, you know, Saturn is at the very last degree of Capricorn, the 29 Capricorn, the, the most concentrated, the densest, Maybe, maybe the darkness, maybe the, the hardest part of Capricorn. And so for the next three days, as I record this on December 14th, 2020, we are sort of doing our karmic work, the stories that we are uh, living through, the choices that we're making, the things that we're navigating ha have deeper roots. It's not just about now. And, and, I, and I said this in my newsletter that went out, and I said, you know, that said, we do have to be uh, gentle on ourselves. This is a week where a lot of things are changing and shifting, and we need to make sure that it's not all hard, that it's not all Capricorn. And what's Capricorn's 
opposing sign, it's cancer. A reminder that we need the softness of life. We need the gentleness of life. We need the care. And maybe after the last three years, we just need some TLC. We just need some softness. We just need to be held and told that it's going to be okay. Nevertheless, uh, as I record this, um, you know, the moon is about to go into Capricorn. We've just had a solar eclipse in Sagittarius, which I will get into shortly. And this week we are sort of pivoting from one time to another. And we'll talk about what some of these times mean for you as we go on in today's uh, live look at the astrology. Again, my name is Katie Sweetman. I'm an astrologer and psychic medium here in Brooklyn, New York, and we have been gathering every Monday to look at the astrology live. What do we need to understand about what time it is in our life? And something that I say over and over again, the astrology is 50%. You are the other 50%. But it has to be something that is a partnership. It has to be something that is balanced because it can't, you can't be a passive actor with the astrology, nor can you try to dominate. What is the dance that we all have to do with the planets? There are some things that we just don't have control over. Like, for instance, the weather. Apparently it's going to snow here in New York City. I, I think so. I'm not sure. Um, I don't have control over that. But, you know, what do I, how do I choose to work with that time? How do I make the best out of this time? How do we make the best out of the astrology this week? So astrology, as I was saying earlier, teaches us about time, teaches us about how time unfolds in our life, the slow story arcs, the things that we are working on and building over not just months and weeks, um, but also years. And I love Saturn because it's it's a bigger picture planet. It, it's always connecting us back to really core fundamental truths, fundamental truths of your own astrology, your own astrology chart, because the exact moment that you're born in time is sort of encoded within it as well as symbolic information. And it tells me as an astrologer how you live time, how you learn how you grow the certain rhythms how things are unfolding the bigger lessons so we use this time every week to check in with ourselves to check in with the cosmos to check in with the bigger plan and ultimately this is about us revealing ourselves us growing into our highest potential and that we something that we can give back to the world when we're done so again uh lots are lots changing this week. Uh, we just had a new moon in Sagittarius, so I'm in a super philosophical mood. Sagittarius is the sign of philosophy. It's the sign that teaches us to look outward into the world, whether it's literally hopping on a plane, can't do that right now, um, or when we used to be able to travel and to search and explore and go on adventures. It's a sign that looks to the heavens looks towards the stars, looks towards the stars, either to search for meaning, meaning, what does this all mean? Kind of this more existential search in question, search, look ahead, you know, maybe this is where religion falls in, you know, Sagittarius is the sign of religion, it's the sign of faith and truth, what is our truth? What are we, what are our convictions? What do we stand up for? So on Monday, December 14th, we had a solar eclipse. 
Um, something I've been talking about over and over again in my lives is that solar eclipse, they sort of open up a six month arc of time. So if we go back, we go back, let's say to June of 2020, that was the last time we had a solar eclipse. Um, we have solar eclipse in Cancer, which seems very appropriate because over the six months, we, we kind of continued this being at home, connecting with family, connecting with the things that hopefully really matter. It's a Cancer, again, as I was saying earlier, it's a softer sign. It's a sign that needs care and nurturing. We need care and nurturing. And maybe that's something, whether we realize it or not, we were deeply working through over a six month period of time from June of 2020 until just now. So here we have a, another solar eclipse for this next chapter opens up. And here we are now we're it's not cancer that we're living this greater arc of time through it's, it's Sagittarius two very different signs, cancer home and family and nurturing and connection and memory and feeling versus Sagittarius's fire it's a fire sign it's the last fire sign in the zodiac what does this all mean the sense of uh, beliefs and our truths you know this we all have to believe in something even if it's nothing at all you know, with Sagittarius being the counter to Sagitt uh, to Gemini. Gemini is Sagittarius's opposite sign. Gemini gives us the curiosity, the curiosity to know more, the curiosity to move, to try things, to go places, to travel. And then when you get to Sagittarius, you know, what, is all, what is all this information and ideas and classes and learning amount to? Well, it's wisdom, wisdom of the world, wisdom of ourselves. Sagittarius, it's very much about subjective or objective wisdom. It's wisdom that you know because you've been taught it. Somebody teaches you it. It's in a book. You know, the teacher told you it, the priest told you it, the world told you it, different cultures told you it. But there is this interesting dynamic that's wrapped up in this new moon, the solar eclipse, and something that we will be unfolding over the next six months. This new moon makes what's called a square to Neptune and Pisces. Neptune is, or Pisces rather, is a very subjective sign. It's wisdom that you know because you know it, you feel it. Nobody can take it away from you. It's, it's, it's an inner faith. It's an inner spirituality. It's, it's mysticism. It's the inner search for truth and meaning as opposed to hopping on a plane or going to college or uh, taking all these courses and, and lessons. It's something that we really synthesize within. I think that when wisdom is lived through Pisces, it's wisdom that transmits. Pisces is a water sign. Pisces, it's something that kind of can cross divides, it can cross boundaries, it can cross lives, it can cross time. So when the wisdom comes from Pisces, it's very deeply rooted within. It's very in integral, very integrated. Um, but the Neptune square to the solar eclipse means that there are things that we believe. The south node right now is in Sagittarius. The sun just made what's called a conjunction to the south node. You know, and then we have new moon, eclipse, voila. Um, 
But the thing is, is that with the South Node in Sagittarius, the, the things that we believe, the things that we put our trust in, our stock in, um, our faith in, maybe we need to rethink that. Because every sign in astrology, every planet, has two sides. It has the side that is open, it, it creates, it's supportive of life, and then there's the other side. It's a little more problematic, it's more closed, it's not supportive to growth and to life. And the other side of Sagittarius, not picking on Sagittarius, every, every sign has that shadow, um, is that it can only be this way. This is the only truth. It becomes very narrowly focused, very close-minded. So we have to sort of look, this is our spiritual work, our karmic work, our collective work over the next six months is really examining our beliefs, really examining our faith, really examining how we see the world. And Neptune sort of making that square says that we need to let go of maybe some really ingrained beliefs and ingrained beliefs in our personal lives, ingrained beliefs about ourselves that are getting in the way. Neptune is one of those planets, you know, Uranus, Neptune, Pluto, these outer planets, uh, we're not really in control. We can't do these planets on an ego level. There's an element of having to open up to something higher than ourselves. When we get to Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto, it's not, it's not happening on a day-to-day level. It's not telling you what you're gonna eat for dinner. It's something bigger than ourselves. And Neptune dissolves the boundary between this world and the next. It sort of makes the veil thinner. So the veil in some way is going to be very thin over the next six months. We, you know, Neptune dissolves, Neptune erodes. Neptune can erode at faith, it can erode at belief. Um, but Neptune ultimately, and it's one of those things I was trying to talk about Neptune with a client and like this like little download came in and it was like, Neptune is transcendence. It's wherever it is in our chart, wherever it is in the astrology, we have to transcend something. We have to transcend our small self, our limitations, our petty humanness in order to open up to something bigger, compassion understanding, forgiveness, redemption. These are big words. Well, Neptune's a big planet. It's kind of out there with Jupiter and Uranus, so these kind of gas giants in our solar system. Um, but Neptune, in its highest facet, it's divinity, it's universality. So there's something where we have to transcend ourselves somewhere in our life over the next six months. It could mean that you've been fighting yourself. It could mean that you've been in a relationship that's just not working, you feel stuck, or something else you feel stuck in. How do you let go? How do you stop fighting? How do you let sort of that water in? Because, you know, Pisces is a water sign. Neptune um, kind of feels like water when you sort of connect to it. How does that start to get into the cracks? So, the net, you know, I think, you know, especially after the craziness of 2020 and you know, who knows, 2021, um, do we still have faith? Do we still believe? Are we battered? Are we tired? I mean, I know you are tired. You tell me you're tired. Um, so we have to get out of our way. 
And Sagittarius is a sign, and it's not on its best day. It can get super in its way. It's sort of like so convinced that it can only be a certain way that it like gets stuck, totally gets stuck. So this is your homework, everybody. Where are you stuck? Where have your, has the kind of the blinders come in that gets you, you know, prevents you from seeing everything? It's just, that's your, your homework. I mean, this is what we do. It's like it's the astrology, but how do we work on our part, our 50%? Because our 50% comes in subsections. There's the known us, which could be quite small. There's the unknown us, our subconscious, our unconscious, our fears, our limitations, the past, our traumas. And we try to release this so that the us part can interface with the astrology differently. That's that's the root philosophy of what I do here. I do I do this because I know it works. Like live it in my own life. I work it, you know, with my clients. Um, we do the personal work so we can experience the astrology differently. It's not to bypass. It's not to, uh, you, you, you cannot bypass a Pluto transit, for example. Um, it's to, to live it at a different level. It's to be aware, to be consciousness. So there's some sort of spiritual shift that's happening I'm not in, in the next six months. And I'm saying that not in some sort of promise of like, ooh, rainbows, everything's going to be great. I think that we all have to have some spiritual shift, whatever that is. So if you're sort of coming to the end of 2020 and you're tired and you've been running up against that wall all year long, well, here comes Neptune. How do you just let go? How do you transcend yourself? So these are just obviously bigger existential, spiritual, philosophical questions to ask ourselves because um, that's sort of we're we're in philosophical existential territory for the next six months. I mean, certainly right now, while the sun is still in Sagittarius, it, it is getting ready to leave. It'll go into Capricorn next week. I mean, examine yourself, examine the world, examine the heavens, examine your soul. Uh, what's beyond this life? You're just a mere speck compared to everything. So these, you know, like I said, Sagittarius, big questions, big sign. It's ruled by Jupiter. Jupiter, by the way, is in Capricorn right now. It's at the very end of Capricorn. It's sort of in this tight spot with Saturn and Pluto. So I think that there's there's a work that we're doing over the next six months. You know, there's a Capricorn work. There's a breaking down of old structures, breaking down of old beliefs, old limiting beliefs and maybe the goal that you set for yourself you know in the check-in is in six months is where are my beliefs my beliefs about what's possible my beliefs about what i can contribute to this world or create in my life um how is that getting in the way and how can i let go of a lot of that old belief as you go into 2021 so I'll go quickly through the 12 signs so you know where this new moon, solar eclipse, is activating. Um, Aries, it is about faith, it is about truth, it is about meaning, it's also about higher education, foreign travel, if 
one can do that these days. Um, it's about seeking and exploring and trying to answer bigger questions. Um, with this eclipse, you might have to really stand up for yourself or stand up for what you believe in or stand up for your convictions. Now, that said, because it's a south node eclipse, you want to make sure you're not kind of getting stuck behind the wrong, you know, rallying behind the wrong thing, kind of getting caught in the wrong battle, so to speak. It could be a battle with yourself. Um, and with Jupiter in the highest part of your chart, uh, right now Saturn's wrapping up. I mean, this can uh, talk about philosophical differences in your career. You know, maybe you're having to make some serious decisions in your professional life because something's not adding up, something's not lining up. Your direction is not lining up with something greater. I don't know, we'll see. Taurus, uh, this new moon is, solar eclipse, is in the part of your chart that, I call it, it's like your eighth sign, I call it like the eighth room in your house. It's this place that you have to go within, you have to examine the deepest parts of yourself. This is a time of doing the shadow work over the coming six months. Now Taurus, you're like, no, no, sorry, no. But I think that it's important, I think that it's unfortunately inescapable because there's the eclipse the eclipse is saying hey this this party life's changing you know Taurus you're already in a time of massive change um if this is the first time you're hearing this um I'm sorry but you're two years into a seven-year story of completely reinventing yourself yeah FYI um so reinvention often means doing that sometimes uncomfortable personal self-examination getting vulnerable getting um you know maybe working with a therapist or working with some sort of guide you know somebody that can guide you through yourself um issues around safety stability opening up and trust um also money and finance so these are going to be themes that are important over the coming the coming six months um gemini so this is happening your relationship sign so the next six months are going to be heavily focused on relationships uh who's in your life and relationships of course mean all relationships not just romantic partnership so something about how you connect to people or how you don't connect to people is going to be very uh important in the next six months and with jupiter's kind of with this seated with this energy in what's called your eighth sign you have to really examine fears or fears of connection, fears about opening up to people, fears about um, intimacy. There's kind of this deeper work that's happening in relationships. And because this is a South Node eclipse, like something has to let go in order for something new to come in. Uh, Gemini, you do have, or you had two weeks ago, you had a lunar eclipse in what's called your first sign, Gemini, lunar eclipse in Gemini. So you're in this sort of push-pull dance into 2021. It's between the needs of others and your needs. But don't forget you in all of this. Uh, cancer. So this solar eclipse is in your sign of health and wellness. How you take care of yourself, how you live your day-to-day -day life, uh, the food you eat, uh, hygiene. So there's something that has to shift in how you take care of yourself over the next six months there might be new changes in diet new changes in um, health um, needing to kind of get more on top of that part of your life um, even creating more order and structure 
in your day-to-day life, adhering to schedules. Um, you know, with anything that I say to you all, do keep in mind that this solar eclipse is a thread back to a full moon lunar eclipse that we had on June 5th of 2020. Eclipses work in a 18-month story arc. So from the middle of 2020, pretty much to the end, to the very, to the beginning of 2022, is a story that's unfolding. This is just the second part in the story. So we're still working things out. We're still figuring things out. This is why the eclipses that we had in the summer well, summer here in um, Northern Hemisphere, when we the eclipses we had in June and July, at the very, you know, the last ones in Cancer and Capricorn, we're wrapping up a story from this, uh, from July of 2018. So, you know, keep that in mind that these eclipses are not isolated events. They, they are this next chapter a story that's already been unfolding for the last six months that will continue to unfold for the next six months and continue to unfold after that. Um, who is after cancer? Uh, yeah, so we'll we just kind of finish cancer. So there's taking a look at even relationship balance, like where you might, um, a relationship is in balance. You know, maybe it's more about somebody else's need and not your need just because Jupiter is still in your relationship sign and you're wrapping up this week, a big story in relationships, cancer. Um, Leo, so this is happening in your sign of how you express who you are, your so uh, your creativity, your talent, your persona, your identity. It's also about children. Um, the eclipses in this part of the chart, if this is relevant, um, sometimes um, coincide with birth of, birth of children or getting pregnant. Um, nevertheless, uh, this is a time when you need to really open up more fully to what makes you you. Share yourself, create new creative projects, especially with Jupiter at the very end of Capricorn. Um, so this can be a time where you might be really opening up and flourishing. It's a sign that also likes to have fun, although Jupiter right now is not having fun with Saturn and Pluto. So it kind of takes a little bit of the levity off of a Sagittarius um, solar eclipse. Um, Virgo. So Sagittarius forms the bottom of your chart. It's about home and family roots foundation. So this coming six months, you might, it's very natural that there's some sort of change in the home, some sort of change in the household. People move in, people move out. Maybe there's a big move. Maybe there's a purchase of a home. Maybe there's a need to make the home more of a home. But that said, that part of your life is going to be a bit busy in the coming six months. Um, you know, this, this could also, if relevant, talk about new children coming into the household, you know, in terms of like changes in the household. Jupiter is in your sign of children. This is, of course, relevant, not, this is not relevant to everybody. Um, then follows Libra. So the solar eclipse is in the part of your chart that's about how you express your voice, how you communicate, how you listen, how you learn, <clears> through <throat> chakra. Um, and uh, classes and information and travel and ideas. And so there might be a lot of movement in the coming six weeks. 
six months. You might um, be on the go, as one can, as much as one can be on the go these days. You might be looking at your education, thinking about going back to school, taking more classes, um, or you know, if you're the writing sort, maybe there's new writing projects, um, new opportunities to speak, to be heard, and to learn. Scorpio. This is happening in your sign of money. So how you earn a living, um, what do you value, your material needs, your material possessions. Um, having Sagittarius as your money sign, it's a little baller, only in the sense that Jupiter being the ruling planet can tends to go a bit over. But there is a, a tendency, this I think speaks to Scorpio's general connection to wealth. It's Scorpio's sign of wealth, in case you didn't know that, or a sign of wealth. Um, so how do you create more wealth in your life? How do you create more material stability? With Jupiter, sort of at the end of Capricorn, you've got some major serious choices to make. Maybe you feel like you're a fork in the road. Like, what are your priorities? Um, and this can even mean changes in, in, in income, meaning like changes in how you earn a living. And if you need to make some big changes in how you earn a living, maybe 2020 has thrown you a curveball. Like, how do you use this eclipse to start over, to start fresh, to get a new perspective, to get redirection, or maybe orient how you earn a living with this kind of what's the bigger plan, the higher plan, because, you know, Neptune is involved in all of this. And when Neptune is involved, and this is a comment for everybody, um, it's, it has to be sort of spiritually aligned. It can't be what we want, because when it's about the self and the ego, and you add Neptune to it, it gets really messy, just FYI. Um, Sagittarius, so uh, happy birthday, if this is your birthday. And if this is your birthday um, on an eclipse, plus or minus a few days, the coming six months, the coming year are going to be a powerful new beginning for you. So there's something about the narrative of your life. It's been kind of going like this and it's like, boop, you get a little solar eclipse and you're a sign. And then it's like, oh, plot change or new direction or new beginning or uh, things changing. So something's changing. We'll, we'll have to see what. Um, with Jupiter sort of in your money sign, it's been like a time it's like really creating more material stability in your life, Sagittarius. So it is a new time in your life, and that might mean needing to create, you know, new lines of income, new focus on your your resources, what you have access to, what you own. Maybe there's a big purchase. Maybe there's a serious purchase that's happening. Um, this is a time that's about relationship in general. So how does, you know, or will a, you and a partner create material stability if that's part of the equation for you? Um, Capricorn. So Sagittarius is your last sign. So there's something about the next six months that are spiritual existential, hidden, behind the scenes. There's a need to shed the past. There's a need to let go. Because this is what happens when you get to the last sign of your chart. Um, you might be searching deep within for spiritual answers, uh, mysticism, um, retreat, maybe there's a sense of needing to get solitary within yourself so you can hear and listen and connect to something greater than yourself. Sagitt not Sagittarius, Capricorn, you've been through a lot. Uh, you had uh, Saturn in Capricorn for the last three years, 
alongside Pluto, no less. So it's probably a time when you've needed to just really regain, like recuperate after everything that's been going on. So if you feel tired, if you feel like you need to rest, if you feel like you need to recuperate, don't resist Capricorn because you, you know, you need your, need your strength after everything that's been going on. And, you know, also kind of reorienting your spiritual compass a little bit. So do some meditation, do some self-reflection, go for a walk, that sort of a thing. Um, Aquarius. So this is happening in the part of your chart that's about community. It's about friendship, your social connection, your social network. So the next six months, it's about other people. It's about the groups you belong to. It's about your alliances. It's about the people that you call your allies. And you might be seeing changes, you know, new friends coming in, friendships leaving or new alliances or new groups or needing to kind of create more stability in your life. There is a, a bigger sense of faith and purpose and whoever is in your life, they need to align to a higher potential and meaning. Um, that said, this part of the chart is about the bigger picture. It's about the future. It's about your hopes and wishes. And maybe you're really looking out let's say, not just beyond 2020 or even 2021, you're really thinking about the future. Like, where do you want your life to head? Like, what are your dreams? So that's something that you are thinking about, Aquarius. And, and Aquarius, you're going to start a very powerful new beginning on the 17th when Saturn goes into Aquarius, which we'll talk about. I mean, there's literally so much to talk about this week. Um, Pisces. So Sagittarius is your career sign. It's not... It probably is not, uh, or rather it's not uncommon to see there's a, a change in your professional life over the coming six months. There could be a change in career, a change in direction, um, change in title, sort of, there could be a sense of, you know, your, your star is getting elevated or you feel like you now have to go in a very different direction. Um, with Neptune in the mix, um, and I kind of say this because I, I think in a way, Pisces gets this and it's spiritual DNA. You know, Pisces, you're in a time when you're also being asked to surrender. When, when Neptune is involved in this eclipse, it's how do you align your path with the higher path, with maybe something greater than you can even conceive on a human level? at this moment. Uh, maybe you need to kind of sit and meditate and reflect on, okay, is my direction, is my career what I really want to be doing? Is there a greater hope or a wish or desire? How do I want to serve in the world? How do I, because, you know, Pisces, you're going to start going into a very um, kind of meditative, spiritual, explorative time starting on the 17th because that's, you know, Saturn is going to your last sign. So Pisces, you're sort of entering this three-year, almost, you know, two to three-year chapter of really kind of shedding the past and, and shedding the self and getting more connected to your spirituality and your intuition and... So, you know, maybe Pisces, this is the eclipse that's really reminding you to listen to your internal voice, your intuition, which often is pretty good once you kind of sort through sometimes the interference 
Um, but it's such a spiritual time for Pisces. So that's the solar eclipse in the 12 signs um, and how these bigger themes are going to unfold. Um, something, and this is more of a tactical point because it kind of came up with a client last week, the eclipse energy, meaning the event, the story, it doesn't just magically appear today. It could already have appeared, and, and I've spoken to a few people where big things were happening in, in November, and I was like, yeah, this is the eclipses, and they're like, well, Katie, the eclipse doesn't happen until the end of November, it doesn't happen until Jan or December, and I'm like, it's happening now. <laughs> eclipses can, can manifest um, a month before, they can manifest a month after. And when you have a planet, sometimes it's the moon, sometimes it's Mercury, sometimes it's Mars, that activates the eclipse degree, you get a little echo, you get a little bump. So I'm saying this in case you're like, wow, November, there was some like big things going on in November. Eclipses, they can be dramatic. They speak to some sort of bigger story on the level of our soul. The, the the karma that we're working out, the lessons that we're learning. So the things that you were experiencing in November, because in the run-up to the eclipses are likely just not run-of-the-mill events. There's there's deeper legs to these things, there's deeper stories, there's things that for you to like have that let me pause for a moment and say the whole point of this is that a light bulb can go off. In your life. The only reason I do this, it's not necessarily to predict your future. It's for you to see yourself as something greater, as something bigger, and that there's actually something unfolding and you're part of it and you can like plot it and it's magical. So hopefully for all of you, light bulbs are going off. This is why I go back in time. This is why I talk about 2018, 2019, 2020. That's why I talk about 2008, because we have to zoom out and see the bigger picture. And that's why when I talk about eclipses and I say, pretend you're watching a theatrical performance, it's your life, you're living it, but you're sort of in this sort of dual role of actor and spectator. And you have to periodically switch yourself. And it's like, if I'm the spectator for a moment, and if I'm outside of myself, what am I seeing? How am I connecting the dots? How do I start to see how this eclipse is connected? It's not a random event. It actually speaks to something greater. I mean, like, oh, holy, holy moly, some, something's happening here. We're, we're learning something. We're opening up to our highest potential. That said, Saturn is at the end of Capricorn this week. So it reached the end of Capricorn, um, I think it was last week. And I did speak about this in my live. I think it's worth going back and listening to. Um, Saturn is now, and I, you know, maybe this is an intense metaphor, but we're kind of under a test right now. Saturn's like, you know, like, how'd you, how'd you do? How did you do on the last few years? And I, and I know that that can make people anxious. I'm like, oh my God, how did I do? And you know, it, time, you know, this is about how we live time and the, and the choices that we make in every moment. And when we live it, we can't, we can't unlive it. Nevertheless, be gentle on yourself. Um, do your best. Show Saturn that you learned the lesson. Show Saturn that you have stepped up to the potential. Because 
at the very beginning of 2018, Saturn walked into a particular part of your life and said, okay, here's my goal for you. By December 2020, this is going to look like this. Can we do it? And you're like, yeah, let's do it. No, it's not easy. Maybe Saturn said, by the end of 2020, we're going to leave this marriage. And you're like, oh, oh, shoot. Or by the end of 2020, we're going to create a new career. You're like, ah. Oh. But there's a framework. That's why I love Saturn, because there's a framework. So this is sort of like, you know, and, and I had this conversation with a client today, like, because for her, when she was born, Saturn was in Libra. Saturn was in the sign of relationships. Saturn was in a part of her chart that talks about autonomy. And I was like, never forget, at the, at the, in, in your Saturn contract, it's always about personal autonomy, maintaining who you are, maintaining your power in a relationship. So Saturn's quizzing you on that. Saturn's quizzing us all right now, not just on Saturn and Capricorn, but also where was Saturn when we were born? Nevertheless, Capricorn is the sign of, it's the sign of matter and manifestation. What did we build over the last three years? What did we tear down? Because Saturn has been alongside Pluto. This has been both a time of tearing down and building something very new. If you look back three years ago, the landscape ideally looks very different. I'm not saying it wasn't easy. I'm not saying we're not tired. I'm not saying... We're not spiritually exhausted, but we did something. We did something together. We built something, or we built something in our lives, or we built it with partnership, or we learned some really hard-won lessons. But here we are. It's now the time where we've sort of stepped into a role. We, you know, we all those moments where we've been working in our careers or working towards something. We suddenly realize, oh wait, I'm not the junior person anymore. <laughs> I'm the senior and now people are, are asking me for, you know, for answers. That's surreal. But that's sort of this, in a way, the, the arc of maturity that Saturn is trying to, to instill in us. You know, one day it's, it's us. We're the teachers. We're the authorities. We're the, the, the masters. We're the whatever. And I mean that in the best possible way, of course. Where's the accountability? Where's, you know, how are we um, holding ourselves up to a higher standard in the best possible way? So this is where we're at. Now, Jupiter's at the end of the, <laughs> end of the mix too. So it's just like possibly Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe, maybe not, might feel a little bit intense as we sort of get ready and wrap up for the next big chapter. And what is the next big chapter? Well, on December 17th, Saturn, very early in the morning um, uh, here, at least in New York City, um, it'll be December 16th for those in Los Angeles, December 17th for the rest of us. Uh, we are entering a new time where Saturn, Saturn, the planet of lessons, Saturn, the planet of maturity, and time is now focused on Aquarius. If you are an Aquarius, the next two to three years are about you growing up. It's a new time in your life. You have to get your personal, spiritual, metaphorical house in order. You have to become the authority in your life, for example. But for the rest of us, Aquarius is the second to last sign of the zodiac. When you get to the last sign of the zodiac, it's not about regular day-to-day -day human level stuff. It's 
the bigger stuff. Now Capricorn talks about the world, it talks about structure, it talks about manifestation. Now Aquarius, it's an air sign. It's about networks and systems. It's about our social networks, our social systems. It's about society, humanity, collective. Where is the equity in our world? Where is the inequity? Because when we, when Saturn goes into a sign, it's not just looking at one side of the coin, it's looking at the other side of the coin. If Saturn in its heart of hearts wants balance, equity, maturity, then the next three years are looking at where there is an imbalance, where there is an inequity on a societal or humanitarian level. The last time Saturn was in Aquarius, minus its dip from March 21st until July 1st, was in February 1991 to, I believe it was February 1994. Um, we go back before that, it's 1961 to 19, or 1962 to 1964. Go back to the early 30s, um, you know, every 30 years, Saturn returns to the signs. So it's not about us. The next few years is not about our individuality it's about our collectivity over the next few years how are we connected how are we disconnected how do we create more connection the irony is that well maybe not irony but saturn went into aquarius on march 21st of 2020 so it was the very beginning of the pandemic here at least here in the united states and certainly the rest of the world and we all went online we all live on Zoom now. We're all going to become holograms by the end of 2023. But my point is, is that the last time Saturn was in Aquarius, 1991, August, was the beginning of the internet as we know it. And here, the internet is having its Saturn return, and now we're just we're all on space flow. We're all on you know, Star Trek. We're all doing this, these things on video. So there's going to be some sort of you know, big shift technologically, even if we don't see it right away over the next couple of years as well. We need to now bridge the gap. We need to kind of create more systems. Maybe it's gonna be a lot of new systems that are created as a response to this time that we're in. That said, there's a certain area of your life that now is going to demand more attention depending on where Aquarius is in your chart. Um, in my show notes, I do have a, an article, Saturn Aquarius sign by sign. You can do a quick review of what that area of your life is. I'm actually gonna teach a webinar on November, not November, December uh, 19th, this Saturday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Um, also, the link to that webinar is in the show notes as well. You can join me live, you can sign up to get the replay, but I'm gonna do a deeper dive in Saturn and Aquarius. Now, we did get a preview, again, from March, end of March until July. So I think for all of you, it's worth going back and thinking, okay, what was going on? I know you're going to say COVID, but like what was going on in March? What started to shift for you at the end of March? What, you know, what sort of was opening up in April and May and June as Saturn did its preview of Aquarius? Um, and then Jupiter leaves Capricorn on December 19th. It goes into Aquarius. Um, yes, we are going to have Saturn and Jupiter in the sky together, something called the Great Conjunction. I will talk about that next week um, on December 21st. Um, again, Saturn and Jupiter are societal planets. They talk about society, humanity, 
that level of existence. So we're sort of pointed more towards that over the coming year. We're certainly pointed this, this new 20-year cycle that's opening up with Saturn and Jupiter conjunct uh, speaks to these bigger, broader societal things that are happening over the next 20 years. So that's, I mean, there's like other astrology that's happening this week. I think Venus goes into Sagittarius. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> I think that we just need to get past um, the next few days. It just, it's, it's just, it's, it's a lot, especially throwing an eclipse. It's, it's a lot. So I hope you all are <laughs> hanging in there. Um, and I, like I said, it's worth going back and looking and, and reflecting um, on where you've been since January of 2018. I mean, I don't know where I was. My life was, in a way, the same and also radically different at the same time. So there can be big shifts, but things could also look the same in other parts of your life. Um, so yes, big changes in time this week. Again, astrology just teaches us how to live time, how to express time, how to grow up and mature and evolve through time. And we all have our own time. It's based on the exact moment that we're born. So that's a look at your astrology this week of December 14th through 20th, 2020. Again, my name is Katie Sweetman. I'm an astrologer and psychic medium here in Brooklyn, New York, and I work under the name Empowering Astrology, so you can check out, check me out on empoweringastrology.com, book a consultation, although, side note, um, my bookings are starting to go into January, so if you've been wanting to get your end of year read, um, it's going to have to be in January at this point. Um, follow me on Facebook, follow me on Instagram, follow me on Twitter, Empowering Astrology. Um, again, we, we gather every week, and you know, I appreciate you all, I appreciate your time and investment, spending it with me, um, your support of my work, and I'm wishing you a wonderful, um, happy holidays. And <laughs> we can cheers next week when, when Saturn goes into Aquarius. Um, yeah, I see some people in Australia, I, I see some familiar faces, I see some clients uh, in the comments. Um, yeah, let me know where you're, you're watching from. And like I said, I can't travel, so I travel through you. And I will continue to look fancy for the rest of the year, because like I said, I'm, I'm in the part of the wardrobe where we're just, it's just party dresses at this point. So be well, be safe, um, and uh, do, do your due diligence with Saturn as it gets ready to leave Capricorn. Bye.